Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Tea Talks with Tawan. How have you been? It seems like I haven't seen you all in a long time. We skipped last week. This girl was feeling a little down, but I am feeling better, better, and much better today. So welcome to Tea Talks with Tawan, here where we believe everybody needs a little TLC. Y'all know what I'm talking about, that transformational lifestyle content that helps you with becoming your best self and creating your best life. Here at Tea Talks, we are spilling the tea on all the topics that are related to personal development, anything that will help you with becoming your best self and creating your best life. Here all month of March, we have been celebrating Women's History Month. Yes, we have been celebrating Women's History Month. We've been celebrating and we've been learning about the different things that women are doing to be successful. We've talked about the things that women invest in, the things that successful women do differently. And we talked about all these things because we believe that every woman should be her best self and should be creating her best life. And we know that success leaves clues. So that's why we've been looking at what other successful women have been doing so that we can start gleaming from what they're doing so that we can be better women, so we can show up as our authentic, true selves, so that we can walk in our purpose uh, find out what our passions are and use them, but most importantly, walk in our power. Yes, that is why we have been celebrating Women's History Month and we're coming to a close. Yes, Women's History Month is ending this week. Oh, I cannot believe it. We only get a month to celebrate, but can I just say this, take this opportunity just to say that don't just use um, Women's History Month as a time and an opportunity to um, study what women are doing and to look at what women are doing. We should be paying attention to how women are showing up in the world and the steps that they're taking to um, up level their lives so they can show their greatness and how they shine. And we should not be envious or jealous of how anybody or any woman is doing anything but what we should do is glean from them and see the things that we like and how we can impart those things into our life so we too can show up as our best selves and create our best lives so as we are going to end this month celebrating women history month one of the things that um i would like to talk about is um Hi, Gail. How are you? Uh, one of the things that um, I would like to talk about and how I would like to celebrate and end Women's History Month is something I did yesterday. No, I know I invited you all into the Women Walking in Their Own Shoe Empowerment Tea. We had it on yesterday. And can I tell you, it was wonderful. We had a wonderful time. It was powerful. The women were beautiful. They had on their little hats, their fascinators, all different types of hats. They were dressed classy, but we were empowered. And one of the things that I talked about there was how we can learn from other women in history. So that's how I would like to end um, Women's History Month, how Tea Talk is going to celebrate and end Women's History Month, how 
we can learn from women who've come before us in history, women whose shoulders we stand on, women who've paved the way so that we could do what? Vote, so we can work, all the things, that, so we could just have some freedoms and so that we could be included and equal even be equal and yes we know that there is still some issues with women and equality but we have come a long way used to be that we couldn't i couldn't even be here talking about tea talks and having this with you but someone paved the way i'm gonna give that to kathy hughes somebody paved the way so that we can do this but let's get into this i want to talk of the first woman that i want to talk about and I know a lot of y'all gonna be like, how'd she pick her? But I wanna talk about Queen Elizabeth. Yes, the first queen, Queen Elizabeth, who called herself the Virgin Queen. Now, Queen Elizabeth, there is a lot of things that we can learn from her. But one of the things that I love about Queen Elizabeth, and if you read her story, she was not focused on being married or having a man in her life. Hi, Kimberly. She was focused on, she was truly focused on country. She loved her country and she believed that she could make a difference in how she would run her country. And she went against all odds. Believe it or not, nobody thought that she could ever run a country because she was a woman. That's right. Nobody believed she had what it took. So she sacrificed, which most women do when we're trying to go for our dreams and aspirations. We sacrifice one part of our life so that we can move forward in another. But I want to say that we now live in a time where we don't have to sacrifice having a um, family and being able to have a business or run a major corporation or to just be showing up as ourselves and giving and running a country. So yes, she pushed past all of the odds. Nobody thought that she would ever make it. So what can we learn from Queen Elizabeth? Don't believe the naysayers. Let the naysayers be your motivators. Yep. Let your naysayers be your motivators. Sometimes we need that extra push not to come from those who love us and want to see us succeed, but we sometimes need to hear that from those who don't believe we have nothing in us, nothing to give or contribute to our household, to the community, or to the world. And she proved to a whole country because she goes down as the most successful queen in the monarchy. So she proved to her naysayers that yes, she too could do what any man could possibly do. So I think that we should learn from Queen Elizabeth that we should use our naysayers as our motivators. And the more they talk against us, the more that should be, because it should push us. Now we should be doing it because we want to do it for ourselves. Don't get me wrong. We should be going for when she wanted to be the queen and run the country and run it better than any man was. It wasn't about the naysayers. It was about what she felt that she had the ability to do. But what she realized is she was coming against a lot of oppositions. And that's going to happen no matter who you are. There's going to always be some opposition, but they have their place.
Just like cheerleaders have their place for you, the naysayers have theirs, and they are motivators. Every time they say you don't have what it takes, you do whatever it takes to have what it takes to do what you need to do. If that means you need to read another book, if you need to take a class, however you need to invest in yourself to make sure that you can do what you started out to do. And, and see, you're not really proving the naysayers wrong. You're just letting them motivate you. You're proving to yourself that, yes, you can do this and you can push past all of the criticism because let me say this you got this noise going on in your head and then you got that outside noise and you need to prove a point not just to the outside noise but to yourself but when your cheerleaders are on one side pushing you because let me tell you what your cheerleaders will do too they will become a naysayer as well let's be clear because let me tell you there were a lot of people who were looking at her and say girl you can't be the queen we never had no woman queen and if you read her story, her mother was a bitch. Yeah, I said it on there. I'm sorry. Somebody's going to get me, slap my hand later. But her mother was such a bad person that nobody believed anything could good could come from the mother. So they didn't believe in her. So sometimes even your family, your lineage will destroy your dreams before you even can start dreaming and work against you. So let your naysayers be your motivators. Let them push you. Every time they say you can't, you say I can. When they say you won't, you say I will. Let them be your motivators. Thank you, Gail. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Gail. My second person I want to talk about, Maya Angelou. I love her. We know that she is a great literary person, that she was a poet, singer, and definitely a civil rights activist. Her life started off in trauma. So the one thing that we can learn from her is that you can turn your pain into power. We all face some level of trauma. Our trauma may not be the level of trauma that she experienced, but we all face some type of obstacles and or some type of trauma in our lives. And trauma, what happens most of the time is people allow the trauma to define who they're going to be. They let the trauma dictate their destiny. They feel like once they have their trauma, they have to be stuck and stay there. But what Maya Angelou's story tells us is you can go through a trauma and there is a season of healing. That's something else we learned from Maya Angelou. There is a season of healing. She was violated as a child and based on her violation, she went silent. And in her silence, that's when she was learning to read, loving literature, but she also was healing. While she didn't know that, she was being healed. She was being healed through the book she was reading. She was being healed by how she enmeshed herself in the stories and how she decided to love literature and what literature could do and how literature could take you and remove you from where you are and put you and help you see something different for yourself. So when she decided decided to speak, she then started speaking with power. She used her voice. She let her voice shrink her because that's what she did. Her voice shrunk who she was because she was saddened and she was quiet by the trauma. But she, in her trauma, she sat in silence for years. She learned to appreciate literature, something that gave her her passion, which when she decided to open her mouth, she started using literature to move her forward. It was 
in her trauma that she found out her passion. That's how she turned her pain to power. And we all know that she it was a phenomenal writer. She has left us with so many powerful words. So in being there is some beauty in being quiet. And then when you finally decide that you want to speak, you have volume to speak about, but it should be of power, passion and power and purpose. So Maya Angelou has taught us a lot. She taught us that we do have to be quiet sometimes. And in our silence, that's when we should take the opportunity to heal. She taught us that we can take our pain and turn it into power. You'd be amazed about how many great speakers would tell you that they became speakers and advocates and different things from their pain. It's always something that you become very passionate about because when something hurts you to the core, you study it, you understand it, but you learn from it. There were things that she learned from it. I can tell you her beautiful writing came from the things that she learned in her pain and not just the pain that happened to her and the child because of course as she progressed and evolved into the woman that she became there were other obstacles that gave her situations drama and trauma that she also had to deal with and all that did was build her arsenal and help her become a better person and then she could write poems for us for us to live by and glean by and help us when we need to sit and be quiet and when we need to heal. So Queen Elizabeth and Maya Angelou. So the next person I want to talk about is Amelia Earhart. I love, she has this saying, and Amelia Earhart, I mean, okay, she just wanted to do her thing. She wanted to soar and not just she wanted to be successful and soar, but she wanted to fly. She wanted to be a pilot and she became a pilot. But she has this saying that say women must try to do the things as men tried. And when they fail, they must be a chat. It must be a challenge to others. I love that because she's saying, you know what? I'm not waiting for no man to give me permission to do anything. I know I was created on purpose with a passion and power. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to try everything that a man can possibly try. And her try was she wanted to learn how to fly. She wanted to be a pilot. And she fulfilled that. She fulfilled her mission. So what can we learn from her? We can learn from her no matter what. Don't let anybody put you in a box. As women, people are always trying to put us in a box saying that we only have certain roles that we can play in this world. There are things that we cannot do that men can do. And what she said was women must try to do those things and we must try to do those things. We never thought we would have a female vice president, I don't think. I don't even think at some point in time people ever thought that we would even have a woman to run for president. But those things have happened. So we must try to do those things. But I love the last part. When we try and when we fail, what she's saying is there's going to be some failures in your attempt. 
So that's another thing we can learn from her. There will be some failures as you're walking towards your success. Success does not just happen overnight. There is a process to becoming successful and it will be some failures. And for all us women who are looking at other women who are doing their thing, we must learn, let that be a challenge to us that, okay, if she failed and she kept doing it, if I fail, that don't mean I stop. That means that I keep pushing myself because what she showed us, if you keep being persistent at that thing that you love and you really want to do, that you can succeed at it, but you have to be willing to put in the work. You have to have that grit and that grind to go for whatever it is that you want to go for. You want to be the supervisor on your job? Then you have to keep being persistent. Keep applying for the jobs. Yes, they might not hire you for the first one, but they might hire you for the second one. You want to start your own catering business or some other type of business. Try, try, and try because from each failure you learn so amelia Earhart taught us it's okay to soar to let our wings come up like egos and to fly and sometimes in our trying we will fail but when we see ourselves going down as most egos do we take our big wings and we flap up because that's the reason why egos have big wings and they can flap real hard and it brings them back up to soar so we can be women who soar that's what we learn from Amelia Earhart. Sojourner Truth. This is the first woman I know who was fighting for women and for women rights. Now, I know there might be some other ones, but for me, I'll stop right here at Sojourner Truth. The first African-American abolished for women and civil rights. And we all know her for her famous speech, Ain't I a Woman? And I think right there, teaches us just to own who we are. Let's not try to be somebody or something that we're not. We are women. We were created on purpose. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we have a reason for being here. If you understand and know her story, you know that she had to run. She took one of her three children and she ran for freedom because she knew that she was not meant to be in bondage. She was not meant to be enslaved. And not was she not meant to be enslaved physically. She was not meant to be enslaved mentally or emotionally. She understood that she was, the physical enslavement was one thing, but the mental enslavement was another. And that's one of the reasons she was fighting for women and women rights, because she realized that we were being enslaved mentally. And that if we were going to ever soar like Amelia Earhart, if we were going to ever use our voice for power and purpose like Maya Angelou, and if we was going to ever rule, if not just ourselves, but our family and in our community like Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, that we had to become free mentally as well as physically. So... We can learn a whole lot for these first four ladies that I talked about. I want to take, you know, I got to do a commercial break. We at that time. I want to thank our sponsor, Tea Lovers Cafe. And we're going to just take a moment and we're just going to do a commercial. And then I'll be right back to finish up to talk about four other or three other women that I think that are so important that are part of our history and that we can learn from.
I love these quick commercials. We don't keep, we don't come away from you long. Now, if I have not said this, I want to say this to you. If this is your first time here at T Talks, I am Tawan Lowe. Uh, I am a certified life coach. I work with individuals and organizations, helping them with finding their vision, setting their goals so they can have the destiny that they choose to have. If you do not follow me, um, and this is your first time here and you like what you're getting, I'm going to ask you to hit that little button so you can get the notification, especially if you're on YouTube, you can get that notification when I come on. If you're on Facebook, you can find me at Tawan Low or at Tawan Low Consultancy. That is my business page. I would love for you to join me. Tea Talks come every Monday at eight o'clock. We will be bringing you a little TLC in a form of personal development to help you with becoming your best self and creating your best life. Now, these are probably three women that nobody thought I would ever talk about, um, but I do believe that we can learn from some women in the Bible. And I want to talk about Eve. We can definitely learn from Eve. We can learn from Eve because sometimes what's going to happen is when you are truly connected to your purpose and your passion and your power, and when you believe that you can do almost anything, and when the assignment comes and it looks impossible, you still got to be willing to push forward. And I think that is one of the biggest lessons we can learn from Eve. Could you imagine being a virgin and somebody telling you that you're going to bring forth birth to the Messiah? That you're going to bore a baby and you looking like, now I got this man over here who's trying to be with me and now I've got to tell him that I'm pregnant and I'm supposed to be a virgin. But when the angel came to her and gave her the assignment, she could have done anything possible to abort the assignment. And the assignment was the one of the most challenging assignments ever because all the odds were going to be against her. People were going to be looking at her differently. Of course, people were going to be, they were going to be talking about her. There were plenty of naysayers. Girls <laughs> said, this would mess me up. <laughs> I'm sure she was jacked up. She probably was like this. I know you picked the wrong person for this. I'm not trying to do this. But sometimes God has certain assignments for us that's why he impregnate us with certain gifts and talents. Because there's going to be a time that he's going to call upon us to use them. There's going to be an opportunity for a door to be open for us to walk in and to walk in those gifts and talents. And we have to be ready. Even when the odds are against us. Even when we don't think we have what it takes to do it. Even when we're scared of what everybody is going to say about us. Because can you imagine being pregnant and never had sex? You got to say this to this man and then you got to tell him who you're going to bring birth to. God has given some big dreams to a lot of us. And some of us, maybe God didn't give you the dream. You had big dreams for your life. But you got to be willing to deal with everything that's going to come against you. Your family might turn on you. Your friends are not going to talk about you. People are going to, the, the naysayer is going to be like, how that happened? And how did it, everything, everything negative that can be said about you can be said about you. But what she did was she accepted the assignment 
and she believed that she could do all things. So I do believe that we can learn a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot from Eve and just being obedient and having faith and trust in God. And let me say this, when you're talking about becoming your best self and creating your best life, there has to be some faith factor in there. You have to believe in something much higher than yourself. Because if it was only you that could get it done, all of us would be getting it done. We wouldn't be waiting on anybody or any opportunity or door to open or anything. We would just wake up and be wonderful and be successful and do it all. But it comes from something much bigger than us. And you have to be willing to have the faith to believe in yourself and that power that's higher than you and understand that the gift that was given to you, the assignment that was attached to you, that there will be provisions for it. That it just wasn't given to you as a setup, but it's setting you up not in a negative way, but in a positive way to move you forward. To help you make a difference. So when you get pregnant and you wasn't looking to get pregnant with all those possibilities, with all those dreams and all your aspirations, don't be scared of the assignment. Ask God where you're supposed to go with it and walk by faith and walk in it. So let's learn from her. <laughs> Gail said that is really hard to do. It is hard to do, but it's about faith. See, the one thing about Eve is it was all a faith walk. Period. And we have to learn to walk by faith. Believe. I know if you know faith is believing in the things not seen. We have to learn. And I'm sure all of us, whether you believe in God or whoever, higher power, whoever you want to call it, I'm going to say God. You know, he has shown somebody has shown you something in your life that was way beyond you. And we have to know that there's a higher power between it, because if we could live forever, we would. None of us would die. We would make ourselves live to be for infinity. There are miracles that we have seen in our life that we had to do a faith walk through it. And that comes even with your dreams and aspirations and the type of person that you want to be. Being a better person comes from a faith walk. You have to have faith that you can do it. And you got to have faith that the person who created you has given you everything that you need to walk in it and to walk in faith and to get to that destination that you're trying to get to. The second woman that I want to talk about is the woman with the issue of blood. <laughs> We can learn so much from her. First of all, her story is just very interesting. She had an issue of blood for, I think, 12 years. She couldn't go out. She couldn't do anything. She was isolated. And it was faith that took her to go see Jesus. And no, this is not for anybody who's listening. This is not a religious tea talk. I'm just saying these are women from history that we can learn from and their stories shed light on how we can do things as women. So you can have a good understanding for why I'm using women from the Bible. So the woman with the issue of blood, she had faith. She was, she, she done paid enough attention. She believed that Jesus could heal her, but when she couldn't get close enough, she felt like all I had to do was touch the hem of his garment and she would be healed. But if you listen to her story 
it talks about how she went from doctor to doctor to doctor trying to get a cure for her issue. So she believed in self-investment. And you have heard me talk about this before. She believed in investing so much in herself. They said she invested and gave all her money. Hear what I'm saying? All her money to all the doctors, to everybody trying to get healed. So when you're talking about becoming your best self and creating your best life, I'm not saying spend all your money. But what I'm saying is that you have to do some self-investment to get what you need to impart those things in you so that you can be your best per be the best person you are and create your best life. So when you are impregnated with that vision, with that goal or whatever it is that is given to you, you can have the faith to move forward. But not only did she believe in self-investment, she was willing to break the rules because back in those days, when you bled like that, you were unclean. So she was supposed to stay in the house the whole time. She already done heard Jesus was coming. So she was like, I'm not staying in the house. I believe, see her faith made her believe that she could be healed. So she said, I'm going to break the rules. I know I'm not supposed to come out. I know I'm unclean, not supposed to be around any people. And I'm saying in Women's History Month, when we're talking about being a woman of purpose, passion, and power, and achieving ourselves, sometimes we got to break the rules. Sometimes we got to go beyond what they say we can do so we can get what we need. And so she broke the rules. And, let, and guess what? There was a miracle and breaking the rules. She broke the rule. She went out. She went to where Jesus was. She couldn't get to him. She couldn't talk to him. She said, so you know what I'm going to do? Since he's so powerful, and I believe he is, I'm just going to touch the hem of his garment. And she touched the hem of his garment, and she was automatically healed. So from the woman with the issue of blood, what we're going to learn is we're going to self-invest. We're going to find a way to get our healing. And sometimes getting your healing is just trusting. We're going to be willing to break the rules so that we can get what it is that we're trying to get. And sometimes you don't even have to get it the way they say you need to get it. She didn't even need Jesus to touch, touch her. Let your faith be so powerful that you can let your faith be so powerful that that new job you want, you will get it and get a better. And if you don't get that one, you get a better one. The business you want to start, let your faith be so radical that you can say, I can walk up to the bank and ask for a bank loan. They know you don't have any collateral and barely have a business plan. And they say, you know what? Approved. Let have radical faith for the things that you want for your life. Now, this one you're going to think is a little odd. Lot's wife. There is so much that we can learn from Lot's wife. But the biggest thing that I think that we can learn from Lot's wife is to stop looking back. Stop trying to see what we're leaving behind and pay attention to what's ahead of us. So the things that weigh us down most of the time, the fear, the negative mindset, all the things, the, the non-healing, the unforgiveness, is keep looking back. And what's familiar because we don't know what's ahead of us. And because 
We are more comfortable with what's behind us, even though it's dysfunctional and it's not right, but we're comfortable with it. We're so scared to move forward because we don't know what's forward. And while forward could be way better than what we're leaving, we keep turning around. And see, when she turned around, she turned into a pillar of salt. We're not going to turn into a pillar of salt, but we, when we turn around and when we continue to walk in our path forward, we're still taking that stinking thinking, those negative thoughts that we don't do anything to change our mindset. We carry all that baggage with us. We don't unpack it along the way as we drop. We don't forgive ourselves. We don't forgive those who left us. We just drag all of that with us. So our pillar of salt doesn't just keep us right in that thing. That pillar of salt that just keeps going with us and we keep carrying that weight in our heart and in our minds and we're unable to shake it because all we can think about is what's behind. Can't see the possibilities nor have faith because she didn't have any faith in what was in front of her. All she knew is what she was leaving. She knew it wasn't good. She knew what was going on. She knew it was taking place with her daughters, what was happening to them there, but she could not help, but keep, she didn't even want to go. All she wanted to do was keep looking back. So what we learned from her is we got to stop looking in the rear view mirror when our path is ahead of us. Yes, we do have history, but the history is not for us to keep going back, looking on it and letting that become and identifying us because her identity was back in Sarda and Gamora. That's where it was. She did. That's where her identity came from. She didn't know who she would be in this new path moving forward. And sometimes you don't know who you're going to be. But as you're moving towards that path, you can start making a decision of who you want to be. So that's what we can learn from Lot's wife. So I talked about a whole lot today. I hope you have celebrated Women's History Month somehow, some way. I hope you can go and start looking up women in history, looking at different women and looking at women and see who can be your shero. What can you glean from their life? What can you take away and what can you learn from them? I love the fact that God decided to create women after he created man. I love that we that we are making strides, that we are making history. But I love the fact that you have the opportunity to make history yourself. I want to say happy Women's History Month for you. I want to thank you for joining me at Tea Talks. I hope that you got something from the seven ladies that I talked about today. Go read their stories. Go understand them. I just gave you just a little bit of their stories and what you can learn from them and how you can use that use that go read it for yourself reading is powerful it helps you grow it helps you develop remember everybody needs a little tlc you know what i'm talking about that transformational lifestyle content that helps you with becoming your best self and creating your best life if you would like help with any of your goals, if you have a big vision for your life that you need to bring from your head to paper, if you have goals that you want to work at, I ask you to go to www.tawan.com and get a free consultation with me. I would love to be your coach. I would love to be your midwife. I would love to help you birth whatever vision that you have forth and what you want to do next in your life. Until next Monday, I see you. Have a good one. Remember, everybody needs a little TLC.